0: This is Andrew Kuba from CellCrow Technology, and I'm here with Kyle Lagunas from IDC. At Connections, you spoke about the state of onboarding, and in the past, onboarding was considered to be a process where employees filed out tax and administrative forms, but it wasn't seen as a way to engage employees or bring them into the company culture. Has that changed for most organizations, or is it still seen
1: as an administrative process? By and large, it's still like massively an administrative process, which is a real shame. I mean, if you think about modern challenges in the workforce, we really struggled to get employees to stick around for more than two years. As a result, we struggled to get that. We're, we're really focused on getting them to proficiency as, as quickly as possible. And research shows that actually the onboarding process plays a a critical role in driving those things, both in new hire retention, time to proficiency, and engagement as a whole. And so companies are trying to figure out how they can evolve and how they can do better. The challenge is that at the end of the day, all they're really held accountable for is the compliance and administrative piece. So if that's all you're really holding people accountable for, that's all they're going to really focus on. So I would say probably 85, and this is, you know, just a gross estimate, but in my experience by 80, 85 companies are still largely focused on that compliance and and, and administrative piece because it's never going to go away. It's always going to be important to have people signed up for benefits and signed up for payroll and, you know... onboarded from a like a standard operating procedure perspective but we're really more focused on the the most effective companies are more focused on that new hire experience which goes past just the onboarding workflow and into the first 90 days to the first 180 days into their first year and so the scope is evolving but slowly and and more so among most more modern and forward thinking organizations
0: so then who would be the people who would be accountable for it, who would change the accountability, is that coming from HR or is that
1: coming from the C-suite? I think it's it's definitely the imperative is coming from the C-suite um, because the imperative is is a business is as has a business uh, it's a business imperative. We need com- we need our employees to stay longer because the cost of acquisition is higher. Um, and also the cost of backfilling is higher. It takes longer to do than it has in the past. And so from that sense, yeah, we're, we're under pressure. We're, we're getting lit up to, to deliver on some more progressive people process, but then also, I mean, in, in terms of like evolving that accountability, like trying to, to hold people more accountable. Well, it's an interesting question because the person who has the the greatest impact on new hire retention, the person who plays the most important role in new hire onboarding is their manager. And you know, pe- they, Research always shows that people don't quit their jobs as much as they quit their boss, and that still really holds true. I mean, I've done the same thing before. It wasn't necessarily the organization that I had problems with. It was the person that I was consistent that was consistently holding me back. You know, and so getting higher managers more involved in the onboarding process consistently across the organization and effectively, it's a real challenge because they have a job to do, you know, they have work that needs to be done, they have other employees that need them and so a lot of organizations are trying to figure out how do we improve that on that onboarding experience, how do we um, get managers more actively involved and I think the best cases that I've seen of companies doing this effectively, they're not really putting together like a checklist of like, you need to do these things, this, this, that you need to do this on this day and then this and then this. Instead, they'll present like five things. They'll say, these are five things that we know are important in the onboarding experience. And these are things that we think that you should be thinking about for the first 30 days. And then these are things you you should be thinking about for the first 90 days. And so they're trying to put this into like bite-sized pieces and without being that traditional like overbearing people people police of HR. Instead, we're trying to enable better hiring experience, new hire experience. And that's a, that's a real departure from traditional HR, right? It's, there is no compliance in that enablement. Compliance is what HR is, is responsible for and we'll take care of that. But compliance is the easy stuff, that's the table stakes. And so we're, we're seeing people that are trying to evolve the way that their hiring managers think about these things So that they'll actually, they won't feel as um, bothered by greater expectations. They won't feel as bogged down with um, the extra work. Instead, they'll start to understand they play a a pretty critical role in this, and that there's a real opportunity for them to drive better business outcomes by playing a, a stronger role in a better onboarding experience. And so, another thing, just to expound on that too, while it's
0: imperative for you know HR, one, they're taking care of the administrative side, but. They also want to break into doing more human capital management and making sure it's an experience. How would they measure their experience now to know what, what needs improvement, what's
1: fine? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's, the reason it's a good question is because it's really complicated. It's completely subjective, certain, certain elements are completely subjective. For example, what is the organization trying to accomplish in the near or long term? And also, is the organization making a lot of hourly or, or hourly hires or part-time hires? Onboarding is going to be different for those organizations uh, and for those types of hires. The measures of success uh, for onboarding vary based on the measures of success for the business in general. Um, and so if they don't really care about keeping people on for long-term careers in the organization, that churn and burn mentality is just going to persist, right? But if, if we're in like more of a, uh, a business services environment, like for example, I work at a research firm and we're all, I, we're all like knowledge workers, we're all ideas people. And so maybe measures of success are more around my ability to network within the organization, to connect with other ideas and inno- ideas people and innovators in order to get more engaged in the work right away, right? If I have a stronger network in the organization and you know, these are resources that I'm using to do my job better um, and I have easy access to those, well, that's, that's a measure of success there. If, it does, if you're working in a retail environment, it, yeah, they would like for you to be friends with the people you work with, but it doesn't really matter. It's not really that big
0: of a deal. One thing that it sounds like is that your measure of success is always after onboarding. That onboarding might be a little bit longer of a process than just bringing the, comp- the person into the organization. Would that then transfer over to performance? Is that what following their connections and seeing how well they're integrated into the culture is? Or is that still a part of the onboarding process?
1: Oh, I think that's a, yeah. So if trying to reach measure, meaningful measures of success, you have to tie them to what matters to the organization, right? And so in onboarding specifically the measures of the onboarding process are going to be that the workflow things like completing paperwork and getting signed up for benefits and making sure that they have a phone and a computer and a workstation those are those are things you can keep track of that are just limited in scope to the onboarding piece but in a new higher experience, in a, in a more modern onboarding process, you understand that onboarding is just one part of a larger employee lifecycle. And so you wanna make sure that you are gathering data throughout that lifecycle in order to inform how well things went at this point. And I, that's like looking at it performance. But if you look back at recruiting, you want to understand how much time are we spending with our new hires from how much time did it take from when they applied for the job to they accepted the job until they started the position because that'll inform how well things are going too. If it were taking 60 days but since uh, from like apply to actual onboard, well, you're losing a lot of momentum already. And so you're starting at a point where engagement might already be low. And so that data will also contextualize engagement data after onboarding too. So does it, does that make sense? We want to make sure that we're not just looking right here because th- this is only one little blip in the in the full cycle. But then also um, looking at timeline, it's also, uh, I'm seeing the, the better companies or the companies that are doing this better um, are looking beyond that that process alone. They're not looking at just the workflow piece to onboarding. Uh, The new hire experience really does span that first year um, and so they're, measure- they're having those check-ins along the way. Um, and it's not, the check-in's not just how's it going, they're asking for how satisfied were you with the onboarding process, from uh, like the administrative elements of the onboarding process. How satisfied were you with the um, new hire um, element of the onboarding experience? How satisfied are you with the organization? You know, trying to get some really specific data uh, around satisfaction and effectiveness, and so that you can start to understand. Uh, if you ask them just how's it going, you know, you're you're going to get answers from all over the place. But if you ask, ask people targeted questions, they'll they'll speak to those specifically. I mean, how many times has somebody asked you like, how is your hire manager affecting your uh, your new hire experience? You're like, oh, what? Oh, I haven't. I guess I hadn't really thought about that. But now that I have, here's what I think. Um, and so it's, it's challenging the employees to, to play a more active role in shaping a better onboarding experience as well because it's getting them to think outside of, of what we've always looked at for onboarding. So there's a lot. It's, it's really dynamic, and, and that's why it's, it's also intimidating for organizations. They know that this is important. They know they should be doing better. But It's like, where do I start? Um, and so I think we're, we're starting to get some clearer best practice. We're starting to get some better ideas of what measures matter. And then we're iterating on that. And that's one of the,
0: the biggest things that's changed over the past five years, is that uh, onboarding was starting to be talked about. It was really seen as a part of recruiting. And it was always something like employee engagement was always in a separate box. And now mm-hmm. they're all starting to, to come together.
1: Yeah, of course. You know, And it's important with, with, on, with engagement and tying it into the entire onboarding piece. Um, Engagement isn't one thing, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't just focus on one area of human capital management. And that's why we are getting a lot more, we're paying a lot more attention to that onboarding piece because that's a critical juncture. Um, you build up all this momentum in the talent acquisition process where you, you know, the, the new hires meeting with decision makers and stakeholders and, and, and executives in the organization and then they accept the job and they feel pretty good about it and then there's that radio silence that happens for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks before they start and then they show up and they're like, okay, I hope that this, I made the right decision. Now we understand engagement spans that from, from that first apply all the way through, and so we're trying to make sure that we're not looking at engagement measures as a standalone thing, but that it's factoring in across the board. So we're trying to tie um, measures of success and onboarding to performance. We're trying to factor in the learning and development, uh, the learning development piece. We're trying to get them plugged into career pathing and succession planning, because all of this stuff comes directly from that point. And so looking at this by itself, siloing this, and treating it like this is one little thing that we need to worry about, it's ineffective and it's short-sighted and so we're expanding the scope we're expanding our vision and, and I think we're getting better as a result
0: and that's kind of the one thing too I mean even with uh, your speech at connections the the topic is just onboarding but it's so great that you're pulling in all these other messages yeah. because th- these are it's it's HR and its people this is a whole job and like when you said that onboarding lasts a whole year well that's
1: a lot longer of a time frame than most people oh, yeah. have HR even put like, on oh yeah HR oh, is wow. like wait what no 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 I'm not gonna be held accountable for that F- for 12 months right. of engagement. Um, but it's, no, it's not necessarily holding HR accountable for those things. It's, it's, it's HR's job to facilitate a better experience, right? Uh, making sure that we're compliant and you know, there are those pieces that will never go away. Uh, but the, the presentation at Connections is actually on uh, this concept of talent activation, um, which takes things beyond talent management, which is like the natural evolution of talent management and employee engagement and trying to actually enable employees to do their best work. Um, and doing this in a tangible way. And so in the presentation, um, I'm presenting some ideas that challenge our traditional notions of onboarding, presenting some things that we need to make sure we're delivering on that aren't just like coursework or, or paperwork or what have you. Instead, it's talking about the importance of providing clarity, clarity in the scope of the employee's new job, contextualizing that work within the larger business goals and helping them understand what impact do I play in driving these outcomes? And then also, you know, speaking to the role that the hire manager plays, making sure that they, that the hire manager doesn't feel like it's just more work for them, that, that it's actually an opportunity for them to, to drive some other results too. And then also, it, <clears throat> It's also um, trying to help people understand the power of connection. I mean, um, regardless of the organization you work in or the industry, you want to work with people you like and you work with people you respect. And so that's expanding the scope again outside of traditional onboarding because networking, social networking has never been a part of it. You might get that like awkward and rushed like walk through the office of this is this person. Hi, this person. This is that person. Hello, that person. And then like, I'm the new guy. Like, nice to meet you all. And then in 15 minutes, you've met everyone you need to meet. And then you go and sit in your cubicle by yourself and you're like sweat because you're like, oh my gosh, who are all those people? That was so weird. Yeah. You know, and, and you've been that person too, where somebody comes and taps on your shoulder and like, this is our new employee. You're like, hello, new employee. And then you go back to your work and you forget that person's name. Um, and you, you might on your first day have lunch with your new manager and all of these people that you just met in a rush. And most of them are talking to each other, and maybe the, the person next to you is nice enough to ask you things about you. you know. So there's, there's so many opportunities for us to do better, and, and I, that's what I'm really focused on in the presentation, is um, doing things better in a practical way, um, but that's also meaningful. So um, hopefully some people have some good takeaways from it. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, Kyle. We'd love to have you back again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me.